Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, meet your muse with the all-new Kia Sportage. Welcome to a Monday night edition of Sports Day. You've got, uh, Gar- uh, not Gary, Gary Belcher's on holiday. Scott Sattler in the Sports Day studio and also Jason Matthews here. Hello, Satsy. What a big day of sports. Absolutely was, uh, Woogie. And also, listeners, a uh, big weekend of sport, of course, um, across an array of sports. Uh, some great highlights we'll talk about in the Kia Top 7 a little bit later on, but whether you're an NFL fan or not, this is one of my favourite days on the sporting calendar, the, the Super Absolutely. Bowl. I love following the NFL each and every uh, each and every week during the season. It's only a short season, as they always have been the NFL, but they always do it better than any, anyone else. It's the biggest annual event on the worldwide sporting calendar, and today was outstanding from the game, the result, the storylines, halftime entertainment. Post-game storylines as well. We've got players have gone to hospitals when partners – have had babies. We've had players propose to their fiance or girlfriends <laughs> on the field. Luckily, they won. Not Otherwise, a f- not a fan of that. You don't. You don't like that, do you? No, I don't. You don't like people showing any emotion. Uh, so, w- what are your thoughts on uh, gender reveal celebrations on the field after a, a loss? No, I've, I've, I'm a. I don't like gender reveal reveals all around. I don't get it either. Do you know why? Why? Because if the Powder comes out pink. Mm. Everyone gets excited. Is that saying that if it came out blue, you'd be disappointed or vice versa? Either it, way, whatever colour it comes out, you're going to be excited. Yeah, but it's not about you. It's about <laughs> the kid. Stop making it about you, you jerks. So it actually didn't happen, so I don't know why we're going on about I it. I don't know. We just get angry yeah. about anything, exactly, don't we? yeah. Hey, um, 0457 736 736 is our text number. It has been a massive day in sport. It's been a massive weekend in sport, and we're going to cover it all. Uh, joining us uh, today on the show, Jared Waitley, who called that game the SEN today, along with Benny Graham, the... Uh, well, he's the last Aussie to play in a Super Bowl. In fact, he's the only Aussie uh, to play in a Super Bowl. Uh, they did an outstanding job today. We'll get the wrap-up. We're going to drag Jared out of a uh, post-match. Um, dog party. Yeah. Mm. I heard one of our regulars who's on the show with us, and I'm angry with him. Next time I get him, I'm going to give him a cr- – I'm going to have a crack at him big time. Campbell Brown, who comes on our show, former uh, Hawthorne Premiership player, spent a few years on the Gold Coast. Mate, went to jail. What did he get? He got arrested. Got arrested. Got arrested. Mm. Uh, on the like goalie. a lot of sports people on the Gold Coast. So <laughs> that's all true. Right. True. Great bloke, Camel Brown. But he's also over on this junket uh, in the US uh, for Super Bowl. Will, will not return any of my text messages. I hear a story today that he was in a nightclub in Los Angeles. He is looking like um, who is that? Who's that bloke? Weekend at Bernie's. Looks like Bernie. They're just holding him up. He's <laughs> he's in crushed shirts. I think he was wearing cargo pants mm. in one of the uh, function photos I saw him in. Anyway, here he is. Could you imagine the conversation he had with Peyton Manning? 
one of the greats of the game, for 30 minutes in a nightclub. He didn't understand word, word Campbell Brown was saying, but he just kept nodding his head a lot. Yeah. Anyway, living the life over there in Los Angeles. So Jared Waitley will wrap up the Super Bowl for us. Uh, youngster Josh Inglis, not a bad keeper. Uh, not keeping for Australia in the T20 series against Sri Lanka because Matty Wade hates giving up the gloves. Hates it. Can't stand it. So Josh is in there as a batsman. Pretty good job last night. 48 off 25 balls, I think it was. He was the – or 32 balls. High scorer for Australia. We have a chat to him. Oh, that was on last night, wasn't it? I loved it. Yeah, but you would have been watching maths. I was. I was watching maths. What about that girl who's with that bloke who's slept with 350 women? Apparently. Allegedly. He's you know a motivational what? speaker. This is an American guy, yeah. if, you, if you do watch maths, who, yeah, he's, he says, you know, my greatest, bungy. my greatest uh, attribute is my honesty. I'm just brutally honest. And he told his – his partner that he'd slept with you know, up to 350 women. Well, his daughter's three. He said, oh, I've slept with you know one woman per week for the last however many years. But his daughter's three years old. So what, did he just keep going after his daughter was born? So she, his, his partner could have pulled him up on that. Mm. Mm. He's a jerk. He's uh, a jerk. He's uh, an A grade. And she stayed. Yeah. And she was upset that he wrote stay. Mm. I, I'm, I'm confused. I don't know what's going on this in that show. This is all the big news in the biz when there's a Super Bowl that's happened. Of course, <laughs> the Indigenous All-Stars and the Maori All-Stars game on the weekend. Yep. And our hot topic for tonight, we spoke about it briefly last Thursday. We're going to try and put together a team. And we're not asking you to put, a, put together a 1 to 13, but different positions maybe or just one player. The best headgear team. You're getting a bit stuck on number nine, aren't you? I the, am. Well, it can only be one. You've thrown up one. Yeah, the, from, from the Titans. I've yep. gotten his name now. Nathan Friend. Nathan Friend. He was mm. the original. He was the original Number hooker. nine for the Titans. Nathan Friend was a great hooker. Good little hooker. Great little hooker. Yeah, super fit. One of, fittest, one of the fittest rugby league players I've seen. Preston Campbell played nine, didn't he? He played a bit of everywhere, Preston. But can I just tell the listeners, Preston Campbell has the fullback jersey. And he can't be moved. He can't that. be moved as the greatest headgear team of all time. Okay. I think I made the claim on uh, mistakenly on Thursday night that no props wear headgear. Oh, jeez, don't well, our listeners shut us down? That yeah, or me down? There's been plenty over the years. So, all right, favourite headgear player of all time: oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Hey, don't forget to tell us too how you're listening and where you're listening tonight when you when you shoot through a text. I will say that Preston has got the number one jersey. Steve Pearl Renoff has the jersey number three. That's right. We that they're already to him, locked yeah. down. Okay. It's like when you retire a number. Okay, in American sport, they retire yeah. a number. Um, the number one jersey, number three jersey in the headgear team of all time has been retired. Well, can Nathan Merritt have one of the wing spots? Didn't wear headgear. He did He did for a while. No. I'm sure he did. No, you're a cricket fan, okay? No, i And you positive. just jumped onto the back of a South Sydney logo because no, you liked it. But Nathan I, Merritt. I liked rabbits. Across the you're entire part of his career, very rarely, if any, time wore a headgear. He may have wore it sometimes. But he wasn't significantly known for it. So you got to be known for it. Well, yeah, like well, Steve Renoff, Preston Campbell, Beaver Menzies. Yeah, but There's oh another God. jersey that's been retired as we talk. Number 11 has been retired, Stephen Menzies. Well, well, do you put Jared Croker in the other centre's position? Good vote. That's a really good oh, vote. Oh, sorry, Matt, I only know cricket. That's a good vote. That's only because you lived in Canberra for a while. Oh, yeah, and no, I used to go out with Jared Croker and he used to wear his helmet out. Because he used to ride his bike mm. to dinner and he forgot to take it off. 0457 736 736 is our text. Uh, shoot us a text. Greatest players to wear the headgear 
in rugby league. Not NRL era, any time throughout the history of NRL. How, how far back do you reckon the, the helmet goes? Oh, the headgears were worn by pretty much nearly every player in the team back in the when the game started in 08 all the way through to yeah, Dave Brown, one of our greatest players of all time, the point-scoring machine um, for Eastern Suburbs back, um, yeah, nearly oh over a hundred years, nearly a hundred years ago, he was a headgear wearer. So mm. I was worn quite often, many many years ago. The, oh, does JT get seven? Jonathan Thurston may get number seven or so, may not. What? So the greatest halfback to play the one of the greatest halfbacks to get to play the he game. He may be he may be jersey number six. You don't know. Oh, you can make a choice there, can't you? With See, that? will. Yeah. On the text line, 0457 736 736, oh, yes. Ronnie Rambo Gibbs. Yeah, where's it? Uh, don't slot him in yet. No, I'm not. I'm just writing it down. What a great man Ronnie Rambo Gibbs is also. Boy from um, Moree, tremendous guy, and a great contributor to rugby league in, in regional areas right now too. Right. Mm. 0457 736 736. Can I just uh, give a quick shout-out to, to Queenslander Jacqueline Narricott? We picked up silver in the women's skeleton yeah, on Saturday night. Went out with the missus. Missus and I went on a date night. Well, we had we had two dates. We went out with the kids early, took them back home, and we thought, let's go out to the club, have a couple of drinks, put a couple of bucks in the pokies. Had a win, Sats. Couldn't believe it. Got home about midnight just in time to watch Jack. What a performance. Like, What a scary, scary sport to be involved you in. You know what? I was thinking about that, Sats. 130K an hour. Skeleton. So she's laying down on that. It's like a, a, a half-size um, stretcher yep. that you find at the footy. So that's what she's laying on, face first, going through, down this run like cool runnings. And as you say, 130 kilometres an hour. And I said to my missus, at this stage, I had a pocket full of cash because I had a win on the pokies. Mm-hmm. Don't do that at home, kids. Gamble responsibly. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm saying there's got to be an easier way to make a quid, doesn't there? There's got to be, there's got to be like you don't go. Listen, I'm oh, looking for a career change. I'm going to jump on this thing head first at 130 k's an hour. Incredible performance and and what a medal to pick up at the Winter Olympics, and what it's done now, it's Australia's greatest performance at the Games. Yeah, one gold, two silver, one bronze. Amazing. We've still got a couple of opportunities to win a medal, get on the dice. Yeah, outstanding. All righty. Well done to to Jacqueline. Uh, Maori All-Stars beat the Indigenous All-Stars on Saturday night. Great game. Um, And it was really good to see that that um, the the coach, David Kidwell, of the Maori team, dedicated that win to Olsen Filipina, who passed away on Thursday. Yeah, he did. He did. And uh, it really did shock a lot of the rugby league world. Uh, you were rattled on Thursday, Jason, when mm. we learnt of that just as we were about to go on air. And what we didn't touch on Thursday also, Jace, is not only the great chat that we had with uh, with him, and we replayed that on Thursday, but and the book is one of the best rugby league books I've ever read, really well written by Patrick Skeen. Uh, but outside of that as well, how he was the the real pioneer in relation. He was a trailblazer for for Polynesian players. At that stage, it was less than 1% Polynesian players that were playing in the New South Wales Rugby League. And when he came over, he really opened up a, the doors for a lot of the Polynesian players to to make the trek to Sydney. A lot of a lot of young players were too scared to, to make the big move from wherever it was, Tonga, Samoa, uh, Cook Islands, um, New Zealand, whatever it may be. Um, to make that trek to Sydney. And, and Elson Filipina did that. And he wanted to leave at some stage. And his mother said, no, you're not coming home. Mm. So he stayed and made a tremendous representative career out of yeah. his um his in, his 
Sorry, but that's in his words. He said, well, when mum said that, that's that. I'm exactly. staying. Yeah. And he was copping a barrage of racist Racial taunt. abuse, absolutely. Every, every week. So um, on Thursday, it was befitting on Saturday that, that he played a, a pivotal role in that yeah. very spirit, spirited win, tough, resilient win, led by Joseph Tarpanay and James Fisher-Harris uh, on Saturday night. It was a tremendous game. It was high quality in really terrible conditions. The men's and the women's games were played. The Indigenous women's were successful over the Maldives. And uh, in the men's game, um, 16 points to 10, but a real high-quality game. Now, a lot of people have been critical of the – the four 20-minute quarters, I think it was really smart being the first game, played with a lot of spirit, a lot of aggression, big contact, yeah. and not being used to playing into the season so far. I thought the four quarters was was smart, and it also added to the quality of the game. So well done to the organisers. Great work to the players. Congratulations, David Kidwell. Uh, a tremendous performance um, on the back of the remembrance of uh, the big O. I got a text from South today saying, uh, there's still tickets available to their, their trial in Cairns this weekend. Who's that? South. South? I, I said that to you. Yep. You're not listening to me again. I was reading the text messages, actually. Can but, you yep. just, yeah. Should I go? <laughs> yes. Do, can we, can you can you ring Anita and just say, hey, listen, we've got to go to Cairns for work? Go on. So I've got to lie to your wife. Yeah, please. Mm. That makes two of us then, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, keep your text coming through. 0457 736 736. Quickly, a text. I actually, I, I did say that Rambo, Ronnie Rambo Gibbs is from Moree. I, I was wrong, and I apologise for that. He's, and one of our listeners has corrected me. He's from Burke, and I knew that. I'm sorry. I apologise. But he did say, um, or Give she did time. say, he is Mr. Rugby League in Western New South Wales, a fair income local hero, and that he is. He's a tremendous And give guy. him the 10 jumper, they say as well. Don't forget well, to he, put your name on the Well, the number 10 text. jersey, he played in the days when, just as it started turning for, to the new numbers, where number nine is hooker, he was a second row, and number 10, which was right. the second row position. So, yeah, we'll put together a bit of a side, and we'll um, we'll unveil that in the next hour. And don't forget to put your name on the text, 0457 736 736. And if you can, where you're from, we'll give you a shout-out and how you're listening, whichever radio station you're listening through uh, tonight to Sports Day. Let's do this. Sports Day, Sports Update. And by the way, Super Bowl today was good, mate. We went to the Sporting Globe, didn't we? Was... Oh, what a, what a great location to watch uh, any sport. But the Super Bowl today... Was um, can I stop you there? Yeah, because we'll talk to Jared about the Super Bowl. I want to talk about your um, lunch choice. I've never been. I've never sat at a table at a sports bar having beer at nine a.m. Mm. Uh, whilst I'm eating my first hamburger for the day. I can concur. <laughs> sitting with next that. to a bloke, I saw it. It made me sick. <laughs> sitting next to a bloke eating kale. What's wrong with you? <laughs> who who orders kale? At a sports bar on Super Bowl day. Well, it wasn't my choice that kale was in the what they call the nourish bowl you, at the Sporting Globe. Enough said. Nourish bowl. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you say it should add ribs and wings and absolutely yeah, at okay. least a burger. I'm watching you. You just you gently because we all know the story, the backstory to kale. It's weed, right? You know the farmer out west, probably out Dubbo way. Not weed, weed. No, not okay, the, yeah, no, not the that. smoking weed. He had mm. too much. Too many weeds yep. on his paddock and gave it a fancy name. Yep. And he's gone, okay, this, his name was Dale and his wife's name's Karen. <laughs> so they come up with kale. That's how it came about. Look it up. Google it. <laughs> and here you are eating it with halloumi cheese. That, they had about 80 different American cheeses in what that kitchen. What did the piece of cheese say to itself when it looked itself in the mirror? Oh. Hello, me. 
<laughs> it was beautiful. And I thought it was perfect to watch the Super what? Bowl, which we're going to talk to uh, Jared Whiteley about, because it made me sick, listeners, sitting back watching Woogie inhale pretty much anything on the menu. You actually turn people off food the way you eat. I did not. Uh, can I, I can <laughs> actually reveal that, that Gary Belcher and I have bets to see whether when Woogie returns from lunch to the studio, if he's got food on his face or his clothes. <laughs> Uh, sports update. By the way, if you want to give uh, Sats a serve for eating kale and halloumi at a sports bar mm. today, 0457 736 736, and I won't censor them. I'm going to read them out raw. <laughs> Thanks to Acme of Farm Insurance. Time for a sports update. Big news around Jared Haynes' uh, conviction today, Sats. Yeah, as of this, uh, about lunchtime today, conviction uh, around his sexual assault has been overturned. Well, it's been quashed by the Court of Appeal. Um, and now that means that he will be given another trial. It'll be up for mention in the district court on Thursday. That won't be the, the new trial starting. Um, and it was all based around the information that uh, his legal team were able to convince the Court of Appeal that the the information or the instructions that were given by the presiding judge at the time uh, owed to the jury was incorrect and wasn't impartial. So wow. the Court of Appeal have said, well, if the information was delivered differently, maybe the decision may have been, may have been different. So for Jared Hayne, uh, he gets the opportunity in, in a, uh, a new trial in the upcoming months. That's good. That's good. And finally, before we go to a break, um, comes in threes. I think Danger, one of our listeners, said this on Thursday, and, yeah. I, and I was hoping he was wrong, but um, Rugby League and the Dragons lost another legend. Yeah, Mark Shulman, who to a lot of people, they might not know much about Mark Shulman because he came into the Dragons side after one of the great halfbacks of all time in Billy Smith. He was the understudy to Billy Smith, Mark Shulman, a tiny man, little halfback. And um, for many years, I think he worked for Penfold's Wine post-career and mm. we had a lot to do with him in the pub game. Uh, but Mark Shulman uh, had a breakout season in 1977 when the Dragons, of course, went through to the grand final, had a drawn grand final. He was... He got bashed from pillar of the post, Mark mm. Shulman, that grand final. Rod, Rock, Rod Rocket Reddy took it personal. And into the rematch grand final of 77, which the Dragons won by nearly 40, um, Mark Shulman missed that grand final, unfortunately, because of injuries from the, uh, the, the game only a few days before. So uh, tremendous young man, uh, not young, he was a tremendous young player at the time and unfortunately had to retire in 78 because of kidney damage. And uh, has a tremendous guy post-career as well. And unfortunately for Mark Shulman and the Dragons family, have lost another one. Yeah, very sad indeed. Very sad indeed. Hey, listen, we're going to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Meet your muse with your new Kia Sportage. A lot of your texts coming through for your best headgear uh, players uh, in rugby league. We'll get to those shortly. But up next, we, we better catch up with Jared Waitley, who called the Super Bowl today for SEN. He's standing by at an after party. We'll chat to him next to wrap up the Super Bowl here on Sports Day. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. If the Bengals can't get the last yard, the Rams will win the Super Bowl. 43 seconds left. Joe Burrow. Fourth and one. He stands in centre field and centre stage. Burrow takes the snap. He's sacked. It's over. The Rams will win it. 
Uh, that was the end of the Super Bowl as called by Jared Waitley uh, on SEN today. Jared's joining us now live from LA. Uh, after uh, one, Jared, have you come down from that almighty <laughs> high of calling the Super Bowl in that amazing stadium? Jason, Scott, uh, it was an extraordinary experience, to be honest. It's, it's the most heightened sporting experience I've been part of, either as a fan or a broadcaster. So it'll take a little while to decompress, and it's certainly something that I will treasure on a whole number of fronts. As we see the Rams win in Los Angeles. Um, it's a thrilling game, which takes us into the final minute. And the stadium, I, I can't... Uh, it's hard to do it justice. I've never seen anything like it and that's because there's never been a sports stadium like it as no one's ever spent five billion dollars putting something together before and as a as a theater for sport and more broadly than that i don't have any hesitation declaring it as the as the best stadium on the planet well now jared i, I gotta say uh both jason and i we listened to the pre-game um before your wonderful call both you and benny graham for australian who played in the last super bowl and I thought you set the scene beautifully. I had goosebumps listening mm. to the atmosphere, and I thought you you really uh, laid a platform for people who aren't regular NFL listeners uh, to listen and uh, let you set the set the scene was amazing. And to talk about SoFi Stadium, where the the Super Bowl was played, the home of the LA Rams, it was interesting when you said that on the street level where you were calling the game from, that was actually the sixth level. Is that correct? Yes, yes. So everything from there is is dug down into the ground. So it creates this incredible amphitheater, really. I think you come in on level six and look down into the field and then the seating bowl rises. There are nine levels in total. It's, Jeez. Uh, it, it's a sand, it's a 70,000 seat stadium. Uh, and that piece of architecture, so the piece of architecture is amazing. There's a, a translucent canopy, which covers not only the whole stadium, but the plaza outside. And it, it's set at the mouth of a man-made lake. And then add in the infinity screen. So it, it, it hangs from the roof and runs the circumference of the playing field. And that is, that's the best technology I've ever seen. Um, glorious screen, incredible sound, which you don't expect. You don't expect the halftime concert in a stadium to sound great. We've all been to concerts in stadiums mm. and the sound sort of reverberates around and you get feedback here and there this was pure so and the you know it's the hot it's a heightened atmosphere of the super bowl with the local fans as well so it had everything going for it and yeah the, the, the super bowl is the biggest annual sporting event on the planet it's the motivation for our SEN network to take our audiences to that, and I don't think it's ever been bigger than it was tonight. Yeah, well, home of the LA Rams, like we're saying, and one of their superstars who scored the first touchdown uh, off Stafford was Odell Beckham Jr. When he went down with with a knee injury, never to return, did the mood in SoFi Stadium just order all of a sudden deflate? It, it did to a degree. It certainly changed the dynamic of the game. And then uh, the Bengals were well represented in the stands, they were they were overmatched early. Is the the double threat of Odell Beckham Jr. and Cooper Cup was always going to be a strength of the Rams, and that's how it was. So uh, my memory is OBJ had two receptions for fifty seven yards, including the first touchdown of the game, and then Cooper Cup with the second touchdown. So from there, it's 
it took away one of their key weapons and Stafford couldn't find Cup very much mm. through the middle stages of the game when they, they really did lose momentum. They, they lost the handle on the game. And to the Bengals' credit, that's when they were able to do their most damage. But think about the start of that. So it'll take a little while to sort of fully absorb. But the start of the third quarter, so you have a half-hour break, you have the, the nod to West Coast's wrap. They reset the field in a hell of a hurry. And then two plays after the resumption, the Bengals have scored to hit the front, and then they've got the turnover from a, from a dropped catch. Uh, so it, it, the match transformed in those minutes. And really, it took the entire second half for the Rams to claw their way back from that to eventually hit the front and, uh, and get the win that they so craved. Jared, I saw a photo of you during the halftime show in the commentary box. I'm glad you took my <laughs> advice on the weekend and put your hat on backwards. Look yes. very, very... I did think of you in that moment. <laughs> G-Dog, I think I'm calling you now on, on Twitter. <laughs> very good. Let's, let's talk about Cooper <laughs> Cup. His performance was... He really came alive in that fourth quarter. He was outstanding, wasn't he? He was. So that last play, the march down the field, and it's it's Matt Stafford's defining moment in his career so far. The tension mounted as that was happening. There was sort of an interesting dynamic where things gave way from the pure excitement and exhilaration and then became tense. And that we all know what it's like to be in a ground where they're all um, their hearts and minds are invested in one team who's trying to come back and it gets to the really tense moments. And I think we all knew that Stafford was going for Cooper Cup and the Bengals were going to do everything legal and otherwise to prevent that. So we started to have penalties all over the place. For some of those plays, there were flags coming in all directions. There was holding and pass interference and they all centered on Cup. Caught the ball in the back of the end zone, couldn't get his feet down inside. And then uh, finally, they tried the quarterback sneak to score and then Stafford went to cup. He looped the ball up and, and gave him the chance to spin around and get it. So, uh, yeah, he, I think it was 92 yards receiving he ended up with and two touchdowns. And, and the moment that wins the game, Stafford to cup, when everybody knew that that was what was coming and they still couldn't prevent it. So, yeah, the, the, the tension that built through that and in a way it was quite a disjointed um, drive at the end, just plays that required some um, flags and penalties and discussions while we waited. And, yeah, um, it really interesting. So it, he's a, the choice of MVP at the end, it, it felt to me like it was probably going to be Stafford or Aaron Donald, and they went for Cooper Cup. And fair enough, in a, a two a two-touchdown reception, including the winner, yeah, is, is in a game of small margins. That, that, that seems fair enough. Yeah, defensive tackle Aaron Donald, he was outstanding, wasn't he? Now, do you think the game will be remembered for the final touchdown of, of Cooper Cup, or do you think the U.S. media will focus on the Bengals quarterback, Young Burrows, mm-hmm. is in his second year, sacked seven times in a Super Bowl? It's unheard of. So this is what we knew the risk in the game was, is without delving too deep into the analytics of it, the, the offensive line of the Bengals is weak, and they, they're a rebuilding team. This has happened in a hurry, but they're not able to provide the protection to give Joe Burrow the full chance. And we saw that uh, in, the, in the divisional game, so essentially the semifinals, where he got sacked nine times, and they still somehow managed to win it, mm. which was... Um, which was astounding. It made no sense whatsoever. Once 
once the Rams started to get to him, that was always the risk in the game. And that is how it panned out. They got to him seven times and they got to him on that last play as well. So that doesn't go down as a sack, but for all intents and purposes, it, it was as well. So, yeah, I mean, the Bengals will walk away and go, they led into the final minute of the Super Bowl and they have to build an offensive line to give Joe Burrow the chance to be the, the great player that I suspect we all think he's going to grow into. Well, it was one of the great Super Bowls. Um, thank you, Jared, for, for your time and, and well done to you and, and Benny Graham. And boys, the worst thing about being an NFL fan now, they have the longest off season. We won't see any action <laughs> yes. until September now. So it's a seven. We've got the AFL and the NRL. We've got the so AFL and the NRL to yep. plug the hole. So I think we'll be okay. Jared Waitley, who called the Super Bowl live from SoFi Stadium today. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. Uh, you're most welcome. Uh, the great man, Jared Waitley, here on Sports Day. Good to see the best commentator in the business take my advice as well. I'm wearing his hat backwards during the halftime show. He's got a pretty good gig, hasn't he? Yeah. Calls the AFL. He's outstanding. I think he's the best AFL caller in the country. Absolutely. And does a great job at cricket, Melbourne Cup, everything. And then just gets chauffeur-driven around the LA and a private jet over to oh, of course. from our boss, Hutchie. Well, next year, hopefully. I know you've been promised six years. I'm putting in my, my, my next there deal. is no contract. I'm your boss. <laughs> Remember that. I'm the I'm the boss of this show. You've got to be nice to me. <laughs> hey, listen, um, look, it's going to be Mad Monday for the LA Rams, and I wonder if it's going to be a manic Monday for the Bengals. Mm, God, so bad. This is Sports so Day bad. for Kia. Meet your muse with the all-new Kia Sportage. You've been waiting for that, haven't you, all <laughs> oh, day? You bet. <laughs> Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, meet your muse with the all-new Kia Sportage. Yeah, Badge on holidays. You've got Sats and Jace here uh, again tonight. 0457 736 736. Shoot us through a text. Uh, telling us your, your favourite player used to wear headgear in rugby league. And, and before we – there's a million of them here. Can I just say happy Valentine's Day to, to all our lovely – uh, female listeners listening to sports. Why is it only Happy Valentine's Day to females? Because that's all I who I want to wish Happy Valentine's Day to. Why can't Valentine's Day be for males as well? It can be. It's my wife's birthday today. I know she looked mm. gorgeous today at um, the she sporting club. Mm. But Actually, she what? <laughs> you saw me because a guy was trying to hit on her in the sporting glove. Did you see that? No. He's trying to hit on her. And she walked back to the table, and I said, "What did that guy just say to you?" And she said, "He asked me if I'm on Tinder." <laughs> Did he? Well, she saw he saw her husband eating kale and halloumi and said, listen, I'll get you out of this. 0457 736 736. Greatest players to wear headgear in rugby league. We are getting so many votes. Thank you very much. Uh, Darren Smith, utility position. Nathan Friend, hooker. Yamba Sea Eagle. Uh, how good was the big O coming from North Sydney Reserve Grade and ripping apart the Kangaroos playing for New Zealand? Much respect, Olsen. Absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, Yamba Siegel. And good nominations there as well. They're going to go into our into our list. Uh, evening, boys. This is Jace from North Para listening to us on the uh, SEN app. I'll nominate a prop. Sats may have been had a frightening task of trying to tackle. Ex-Warrior, Efeta Paliasina coming off the back fence. He was frightening, this guy. We played him in the grand final qualifier obviously the week before the grand final. I saw him come from the, the western side touchline. He came on as the Warriors got a penalty. So he got a big arc run behind the, the, the back line. And by the time they'd kicked out and Monty Beetham took the tap, he, was, he had come from Newcastle. 
How, and I thought, if I don't get off the line and make contact run. with him, he's going to run straight to the top of me. So I ran out of the line and I hit him with everything. And my forearm hit him across the forehead and I thought I'd broke my arm. And I thought, oh, I'm going to miss the grand final next week if we win this game. But he was frightening. Yeah, Paliasena. Yeah, went over to England. He was a tremendous player. Uh, guys, I uh, just heard you mention great headgear teams. Number nine must be Matty Ballon. Ah. Great player. Great guy, Matty Ballon. Listens to the show as well. I uh, hope he's uh, going well. Matty, uh, put a shout out for Nigel Plum. Very underrated. There you go. Yeah. There's a few Canberra, number nines coming Penrith. through. Yeah. That's Alan in Western New South Wales. Now, this man will have to get a jersey. And please put your name on your text messages. 0457736736. Spud Carroll. I think Spud will get a jersey. You want me to check Spud's number and yeah, against that one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Johnny Rabbit from McLean listening to us on uh, 2GF and Grafton. Uh, headgear, Peter Kelly. Absolutely. We've another a couple here about Peter Kelly. Uh, he was. He used to use the phrase, hit him high, hit him low, hit him with the old elbow. He used to say. <laughs> uh, hey, Sats, visited one of your teenage haunts in the weekend, the Rapville Hotel south of Casino. Unreal rump steak. Is that where young That's Sats a- used to go to meet young fillies? No. No, the commercial in Rapville. Great pub. Great pub, yeah. It was a. Um, I've had a couple of pretty, pretty scary nights there actually. <laughs> All right, continue yeah. on. Uh, Ty Williams, Ty Williams, Cowboys winger, Allen and Oyster Bay for the headgear team. Yeah, I reckon Ty. Ty's got a pencil in there for jersey number two. Tremendous player he was. Now Ronnie Gibbs uh, was born in Berwina. Who is it? Berwina. Berwina. Yeah, Spent junior years in Dubbo. Also another headgear wearer. And the para enforcer, Peter Johnston. Johnston. Go yep. the mighty eels, Stephen Dubbo. Yeah, um, Peter Johnston. God, he had, a, he had a massive hit on him. I think you say head. Uh, he had a massive head as well, but he had great tackle technique. Keep going. Uh, hooker, second row, Alan Tung. One oh, of a kind. One of the best. Yeah. Geez, he has Tungy. to be penciled in, doesn't he, Tungy? Yep. Smithy from Melbourne. Good on you, Smith. Oh, no, that's yeah, sending from Smithy. Dean Lance, number 13. <laughs> Who can remember Dean Lance, a 1989 grand final, and the the Tigers were really getting on the front foot, and Blocker Roach ran onto a ball. He was a hard man to tackle Blocker because mm. of his build. And Dean Lance flew out of the line and snapped him in half. It was one of the great <laughs> tackles uh, that you've ever seen. Right, yeah. Keep your text coming through 0457 736 736. Got to get to a break uh, because Josh Inglis from the Australian cricket team made his debut. Welcome back to Sports Australia Day. Australia on Friday Sats night. Standing by the chat Monday next. This is Sports Day. Uh, cricket Thanks still to going, which I like. Cricket with your new Kia Sportage. Got something to say. Coming up, first test on March 4. I saw the ads last night on Fox Cricket at the moment. Australia two up. Uh, in a five-match uh, T20 series against Sri Lanka, the uh, the show rolls on to Canberra, where we'll find Australian batsmen, normally a wicketkeeper too. Uh, Josh Inglis joining us uh, right now on Sports Day. G'day, Josh. Afternoon, gents. How are we? Very good, thank you. Congratulations on the debut on Friday night. I think I said to Andrew McDonald on Saturday, just name-dropping there for you, uh, that he, uh, <laughs> I was impressed by your array of strokes uh, Maturity. It, mate, mate mm. you're, you're playing these shots. You look like you mate, played 50 T20s. Were, were you nervous or did that all just come naturally on Friday night? Um, yeah, I was a little bit nervous, um, obviously, before the game. But um, when I got out there and was batting, I was, I was fine. Um, yeah, th- those shots, it's, it's 
the only way I can get a boundary. I'm not as big as the other blokes. I can't clear the rope like Big Stoyne and and uh, and Maxi. So uh, yeah, it's the only way I can get a boundary. So what'd you make of uh, the second second match of the of the five match series against Sri Lanka? Of course, on Friday night, one of the lowest scores Australia scored in one forty nine. A little bit better last night. Uh, still a fair bit to go where you want to be. Yeah, I think we're still a, a fair bit off where we uh, where we want to be. Um, we were a bit sloppy last night. We again, we probably um, we were probably could have got another twenty, thirty runs if we have a set batter in there at the end. Um, I've probably got to take it a bit deeper and um, go with someone else to get to get up to one one seventy, one eighty, um, and then in the field we were we were a bit sloppy again, missed a couple of chances and, and sort of let them back in the game. But um, they they played incredibly well to to take it so deep into a super obviously and then uh Hoff did what Hoff usually does and, and just executed perfectly there at the end. Now the break uh, Josh Hazelwood has had uh, over a, a long stretch at the moment. It's obviously done him the world of good. He is off the charts at the moment with his uh his consistency with the ball. Yeah, he's just he's just so reliable. Um I mean you know what you're gonna get from him and he just delivers time and time again and um yeah, like I said again last night, he was so good under pressure and um, started started well, um, took early wickets and, and then that super over was just outstanding. Were the boys bragging? Well, Josh Josh was picked up for, what, over a million dollars in the IPL yep. for six weeks' work. Were, were some of the boys in the dressing rooms bragging about, you know, making a cool million in the uh, auction over the weekend? No, there was there was none of that last night. Um there might be outside of the yeah outside of the change rooms. I don't know, but um, no, I didn't hear any of that. It must be nice, eh? Oh, <laughs> bloody hell! What about Tim David? We we spoke to we spoke to Tim David about I don't know what three, four, five months ago, and we said, mate, what do you? Where would you? No COVID. Where would you like to play T Twenty cricket? He goes, IPL. I'm going boring. You got to go to the West Indies, get on the rum, <laughs> and sit in a pool on the hill. Who's having the last laugh now? What do you pick up? One point five million. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, no, he's had a he's had a brilliant couple of years, Tim. Um, I'm good mates with him. Obviously, spent a fair bit of time with him in Perth, and yeah, um, just re- yeah, just just really happy for him. You'd be um, better mates now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mate, you want to catch up this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, listen. So you moved to Australia at the age of from England at the age of fourteen. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, was that for mum and dad a career move for them, or what? What made you move to Australia? Yeah, I think it was just uh, we came we came out here a few times on holiday um, and just absolutely fell in love with the place um, for obvious reasons. And then yeah, we uh, we just made the move and um, yeah, haven't looked back since. Now with uh, JL moving on uh, from you know, both formats, uh, Josh. Has Andrew McDonald had to realign much, or is it basically just business as usual? Um, no, it's just been pretty much how it was at the World Cup, to be honest. Um, not much has changed. Um, yeah, the group have just been very, um, we've just been very focused on this series and and sort of um, yeah, just doing our doing our jobs and playing our roles and um, yeah, just forgetting about all that sort of outside noise and. Uh, that sort of thing. We can't do anything about it. So, um, yeah, we're just getting on with the job in here. Now, one of the standout, um, I think, uh, pieces of footage throughout the, the Amazon Prime test documentary uh, in relation to the Ashes was obviously the relationship between Marcus Stoinis and Adam Zampa. Now, 
Is that is that coffee little coffee cartel they've got going weird, on? Is that yeah. still going on in camp? Um, I'm not sure if Zamps has got his coffee machine with him, but there's there's, there's definitely romance still going on there. <laughs> Sorry, bromance. It's weird though, isn't it? Like seriously, you're not saying a lot, but it's 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 unusual. <laughs> it's not unusual. It is no, unusual. We'd love to see it. Love to see it. We've got to we've got to get it around the boys. They they love it. I agree. It's, uh, it's good to see they love each other. <laughs> is, it, is it strange for you being out in the field and being the second string wicketkeeper? Um, yeah, it is. It is a bit weird. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done it in a while, but um, yeah, I love my fielding. Um, like having a run around and any chance I get, yeah, I'll be uh, jump at the chance. And Matty Wade doesn't like other people keeping either. Remember he had the shits about someone else keeping for the Hurricanes. Mm. That was Benny McDermott, wasn't it? Not, yeah, it was Benny McDermott. He was keeping for the Hurricanes, and Wadey wasn't happy that he had to that he had to field. Hey, the Pakistan tour not too far away. You've been named in the uh, the eighteen man squad, which is massive acknowledgement for you, mate. Uh, any concerns about the environment of, of Pakistan, uh, or are you comfortable with with going over there? Uh, I mean, I think there's always there's always going to be concerns with with going over there. I mean, we haven't been over in so long, but um, everything we've heard from the security and, and the way that we're getting looked after over there, it sounds brilliant. And it's, it's um, yeah, it's more than we could have asked for, really. So um, I think everyone everyone's pretty comfortable with going over there and, and we're all looking forward to, to that tour. Um, they're, they're a powerhouse in the uh, international scene now and they're playing some really good cricket. So... I see it being a really exciting uh, month or so. Yeah, it really is exciting because, I mean, Australia hasn't played any test cricket overseas since the Ashes in 2019. So it's one of those tours fans in particular are looking forward to seeing. Plus it keeps cricket going during the off-season, which, which upsets people like Sats because he just loves his rugby league. You know, he reckons cricket should be over. By now, but anyway, game three tomorrow night in Canberra. We're looking forward to that as well. Third game of five. Win this and you wrap up the series Josh Inglis, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for having me. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.